With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Find out about the Penguins' attitude heading into this coming training camp. And boy, doesn't it just sound good to say things like this coming training camp? Pay attention, not so much to what they say, but to what they do. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning from Cincinnati. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. I'm in Cincinnati to cover Steelers versus Bengals tonight at Paul Brown Stadium. If you're into football and at, I also do a daily shot of Steelers. Hope you can check that out on this same podcasting network. I also found some time over the weekend to get at least a little bit geeked up about the NHL seemingly solidifying its plans for this coming season. And I'll say it again, this coming training camp. Uh, That looks like it'll open on January 3rd, the regular season itself on January 13 for most teams. There will be no exhibition games as expected. So you're talking about nine practices and so forth. Uh, it's not exactly going to be a, an evaluation type camp. It's not going to be a setting where you'll say, oh, there's all these jobs available and so-and-so young guys can come in and battle for work. So I kind of kept that in mind. When Jim Rutherford was telling Dave Molinari from DK Pittsburgh Sports on Saturday that the Penguins will be bringing back from Europe two prospects who were signed as college free agents, which given the way the Penguins pass out their draft picks like candy is the only way that they can bring young players into the system. Uh, One of them is winger Drew O'Connor and the other one is defenseman Cam Lee. Uh, They're both seen as guys who will play in the NHL. And once you've seen with your own eyes what John Marino can do and what he did instantly, you certainly don't rule anything out. Telling toward the Penguins' intent with these guys, I thought, was this comment from Rutherford who said, And I'm quoting, those are the two college free agents that we really like. They'll both have a good shot at making the team. We made the decision to leave some other guys over there because bringing them here and quarantining them, putting them through camp, then sending them back to Europe and quarantining again, we just felt that for the development of some of our guys that it was better to leave them in Europe. That was his way of explaining again whether there's a a good number of players who are in places like Sweden, Finland, Germany, Switzerland, playing hockey that Rutherford didn't 
want to just bump around. But with O'Connor and Lee, those are North American guys who were playing over there because really there was nowhere else for them to play here. They wanted them to come back. But also, as he says, and I'm underscoring, says, they'll both have a good shot at making the team. Yeah, I know. I, I have the same reaction. I have the same reaction. I get cynical right away because I I don't believe it, especially on defense, especially on defense. I mean, we're talking about a defensive core that while it isn't the best in the NHL, it also runs legitimately nine deep with options, and the ninth on that depth chart is probably Pierre-Olivier Joseph, who's their top defense prospect, uh, who's been pushed so far down that I can't imagine how he would have a crack at making it. And the same thing really goes for O'Connor. He can come in and have a wonderful set of practices. And remember that, again, they're not even going to get the preseason games. Like You remember last year uh, in the preseason game at PPG Paints Arena where Nathan Legere scored the two goals and everybody was like, whoa, this kid is fantastic. He has a really, really hard, uh, loud slap shot. Kid really brings it. And he he ripped one from distance. And he looked like a real live hockey player with both of those goals. And that was fun to see. There are no preseason games. None. Whoever it is that would do this would have to do this in a in a a setting of drills and scrimmages and rushes up ice and so forth in front of coaches and teammates who they're not allowed to hit or hurt. Uh, it's just a very, 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 very different setting. But, but, and if you felt like there was a but coming through this whole thing, here it is. Everything that I just said that these guys can't do or couldn't possibly do, I'm pretty sure Marino did that. I am. Uh, I watched that kid in that training camp by his second or third day, start flooring people. Uh, I don't mean teammates on the ice. He's not that kind of player. <laughs> I meant I meant the guys up in Jim Rutherford's uh, Rapunzel-like balcony that hangs over the one end of the ice in Cranberry, where all of his evaluators gather and they uh, discuss things among themselves, even while action is going on. Uh, Mario Lemieux will sit there at times. Uh, you'll see Eddie Johnston up there. Uh, you love to have the old-timers when they're doing these evaluations because they're used to just reading off their eyes. Uh, they'll leave the analytics to somebody else. Jim will respect them. But in the moment, in the moment, he wants his old guys around him. And these old guys, and of course, other guys as well were just blown away by what Marino was doing. They loved him. And you could get a sense almost immediately, even in the Penguins' public pronouncements, that unless our eyes are completely fooling us here, there is no way in the world this kid won't start the season in Pittsburgh. So, 
maybe there's something there with O'Connor. Maybe there's something there with Lee. Maybe there's something there with Samuel Poulin. Maybe there will be something there with Legare. You know, who knows? Uh, I look at the roster and I don't see room for any of them. But I do know that especially in a year where minor league hockey is uncertain, where prospects might not have a place to play, you might be more inclined to keep guys around in an expanded roster and let them have the benefit of being around an NHL team, practicing with an NHL team, possibly getting into a game with an NHL team, even getting that nine-game tryout or however that gets modified. It's just something to throw out there. If I'm the Penguins, I am looking under every rock for youth, freshness, energy. I'm not leaving anything to chance, especially when the players are already in the team's property. When we come back, just one question. It's time for just one question, and that's brought to you on this program always by the very good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're committed to providing food, food to our neighbors in need, people who are hungry, people who don't know where their next meal is coming from, people who are extra worried about that in a pandemic amid job losses and everything else that this thing has cost us. This is the time to go to pittsburghfoodbank.org and contribute, or if you're in need, go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you. Today's just one question, not coincidentally, was plucked from the pile because of the opening segment today. It comes from my man Chad, who asks, Thoughts on John Marino and his ceiling. People have compared him to Paul Martin. Do you agree? I'm not sure where the Paul Martin thing would come from. Um, And not just because one's right-handed and one's left-handed. One's a little bit bigger and plays a little bit bigger uh, than Paulie did. Uh, The number one standout trait of John Marino's game. And Mike Sullivan will back me on this a billion times over, is his ability to engulf an on-rushing forward. A player will come across the Pittsburgh blue line, doesn't matter if they're big, doesn't matter if they're fast, it doesn't matter if they're trying to deke through him, it doesn't matter if they're trying to go wide. He will eat them like uh you know like a spider on a fly and for a brief moment it's as if the other forward just disappears or something and before you know it John's got the puck in addition to having engulfed that dude and he's heading back in the other direction or he's very coolly and calmly backhanding it across to his left-handed defense partner 
which is usually Marcus Pedersen. Marcus himself has marveled to me at this ability that Marino has. It's a difficult thing for an opponent to counter. It's one of those things that has the coaches the morning of the game or the night before the game when they're scheming to face the Penguins become resigned to dumping the puck in on that side or just not going to that side. And you always like that. When you're defending in any sport, this applies to football and baseball as well, the more you limit the offense's options, the greater your chances of success. Hockey coaches love a player like John Marino in this singular regard. Even if he did nothing else well, he'd make himself quite the living in the NHL for a very, very long time. That said, you've watched him, Chad. You know what he can do, and you know what he can do at all points on the rink, and you know how coolly and casually he can do it all, and at the same time operating with a legit motor and skill set and offense. And we still haven't seen him really get anything resembling a shot on the power play yet. I want to see that this season. I can take your question so much more effectively after this coming season because I feel like this team at some point or other, hopefully sooner rather than later, will have to begin grooming John Marino as what he's going to be, and that's this franchise's number one defenseman. That doesn't have to happen by slapping Chris Letang in the face or even changing the numbers on the depth chart, which, by the way, never mean anything. When they when they put up the listings for the defense pairings, and you can have Letang and Dumoulin be listed as your number one pairing from now till the next seven years. It doesn't matter. You determine your number one and your number two pairings based on one thing and one thing alone, and that's ice time. If Marino can get out there on the power play, and he's got to earn that. I'm not saying that that's some sort of birthright or whatever. Uh, It's a different animal being on the power play, being challenged to work with two of the greatest players who've ever lived who play the game so very differently. Uh, It's not just going to be, hey, go out there and do what Schultze did and just grip it and rip it. When John Marino does get on the power play, he's going to be tasked with, hey, you're going to need to do this better than Chris Letang in order to be on this top unit. And that's a that's a tall order. That's a tall order. But he can do it. What can't the kid do? What have you seen that he can't do? You know, he was thrown, as I mentioned in the first segment, just right out there in training camp. A week into it, he left them no choice but to skip the minor leagues entirely. You know how many defensemen do that? Not forwards, defensemen. You know how many defensemen do that? Almost nobody. First-round picks don't do it, much less someone who's picked up for a sixth-rounder from Edmonton that same summer. He's special. He's special. My feelings on his ceiling to try to answer your question is that it's up to him. 
it's up to him. And I would prefer, based on what we've seen already, that it would be up to him. Thanks for the question, Chad. That's good stuff. Uh, And thanks to everybody for listening today. University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.